What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me, the Matthews, the Lukes, the Johns are not here, but I'm here with the Marks. Coming your way wow. first, Mark Francis. I love the energy. You're with the Marks. I am indeed. I, you guys are awesome. No. I tell you what, it's good to be back. With I'm you. I'm excited to be back here yeah. with you. Good. Do I, Absolutely. Do I, do I owe you money or something? And it is Mark, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, okay. <That's> right. <laughs> Senior pastor, Mark Carey's in the house. Mark, what a journey we've been on, my friend. We've known each other a long time. Uh, yeah. Served I, in the local church. I, I Did you change his diaper at any point? In time? No. <laughs> Close to it. Close I mean, to I, it. I knew yeah. Caleb when he was just a twinkle in his mom and dad's eye. Yeah, he's been yeah. cleansing me of my spiritual stink for quite some time. <laughs> but uh, guys, it's good to be here with you. Let's jump into a Sunday in review, as we like to do here on Sermon Spotlight, and talk about what happened at FBC over the weekend, the passages we read, the, the spiritual things we kind of started to meditate on. Francis, I'll come yeah. your way first. Yeah, there's a lot that happened in the corporate gathering. I mean, That so, is true. I'll just touch on that because we were able to essentially commission and ordain a new deacon, and that was um, encouraging to see how that process uh, comes out. Mark, I love your introduction where you give us a little bit of an overview of what a deacon is. So that's encouraging. That doesn't happen every day in mm -hmm. our church life. And so the Whitakers, so Mark Whitaker and, and Kelly were there on stage and were able to pray over them and uh, commission them, him to be a deacon. So that was that was exciting. That's cool. Um, in and, all four services. In all four services. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's there's an aspect of you know what's our response to that as a church? You know how? I mean, he, Mark is stepping up to the plate to serve, and and we're called to serve. And there's a, a component of being a part of our overflow series, and a component of where where we are here with the end of Romans. I I, I feel like there's some connections there. So. I'll leave that open-ended to say, Mark, maybe you can make some connections. But, you know, the, the overall passage we're in, Romans, the end of Romans 15, um, we're able to really dive into, I, I'm, a, I'm a planner. <laughs> so, so it kind of speaks to me in a sense of, okay, am I over-planning? <laughs> or am I, and, and am I truly seeking God's will in my planning? And am I looking to Him in all things? So it was a challenge and an encouragement from that standpoint to to think through and wrestle with yeah we're we're all we're believers here and it's christianese speak it's it, you're you're it's common to think oh yeah it's it's you know it's all in the lord's hands or if the lord wills it you know, we may say that do we live it out yeah and i you know i talked with uh uh one guy in our congregation after the service who um is uh um from another country I uh, grew up in another, in a Latin American country. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was chuckling because he said, he, 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 because he's had his foot in both worlds as a, mm -hmm. as an executive uh, in, in, in business here, but growing up in the Latin America, it is, uh, he said, uh, you know, this type of a plan, a, a sermon to warn against a presumptuous plan. Mm -hmm. He said, we really don't do a lot of planning, you know, and <laughs> nor can we, because it's not like we have uh, a lot of means that, that you have to order and, and budget and plan for things, you know, mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. those types. You kind of live day by day. So depending on the culture, mm -hmm. the applications and the, the, the text is the text. Right. Paul was a planner and right. we see that, yep. but how we apply it. So in in my application, I was obviously thinking of my culture, our culture, mm -hmm. an American culture, mm -hmm. and how we 
whether we like the plan or not plan, I mean, it's a different culture and we sometimes just kind of leave God out of the, the, the picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, because we're so self-sufficient and uh, mm -hmm. we, we can take charge of our life. There's a lot of people, different cultures can't do that. There's ditches on either side. Yeah. You know, you can talk about that. And um, in our community group last night, people are pointing out there's more than two ditches you can fall into <laughs> when it comes to the planning or not planning. There's major craters in the middle of the road. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody mentioned that, you know, well, you think of the ditch of essentially I'm over planning and I'm leaving God out of the equation. That's mm -hmm. one side. And the other side is I'm just going to sit back and just wait for whatever happens and, and not make the plans. Yeah. Somebody else said sometimes you can get stuck in this crater or this ditch in the middle where you're expecting the Lord's will to be made so relevant that you're stuck in the mud, yeah. that you're, you're unclear and unsure to make a decision even, or to make a plan or to to fall through, carry out a plan because you're like so worried, yeah. am I in the Lord's will? Right. So there's right, right, this right. internal struggle of, okay, where's the Holy Spirit leading me? Where is the whole, and, and is my spirit in check? Do I have a piece of moving forward with this plan or do I not? Yeah. And there's that constant wrestling with, Am I walking in the spirit kind of conversation with our planning that maybe are we getting stuck in the mud? Do yeah. we, you know, are we yeah, using that as a, uh, another ditch? Yeah. So it's paralysis by analysis. We, we <laughs> right. end up maybe not doing anything because we're so cautious about not wanting to get ahead of the Lord. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we, we want to be so dependent on him. And I can remember a conversation uh, one of our pastors years ago had with a young guy in the college ministry, college, or career, college and career ministry, mm. who was struggling with that very thing. I don't want to, he mm. was trying to decide about a job and he, he was, he didn't want to get ahead of the Lord. And I think his heart was right. And, yeah. and so I'm just praying, I'm going, but his finances were starting to struggle and, and, and you know, and uh, so he came to this pastor and says, what should I do? <laughs> and the guy who, who's, who's very grace oriented to, uh, in terms of trusting the Lord, trust mm -hmm. the Lord, basically told him, get off your rear end, go find a job. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, 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 so again, to him who knows what is right and, and doesn't do it, James has said, to him it is sin. So we, we have to have that balance between our responsibility. We talked about it, I think, last week mm -hmm. or a couple of weeks ago. The, the mm -hmm. airline, the airplane wings. There's the mm -hmm. wing of dependency and the wing of of personal discipline. Right. And we cooperate with the Lord in these decisions. But at some point, to the, you you do the best you can before the Lord, and then go ahead and. And God is big enough. If, if he wants to shut that door, he'll shut it. And Paul's an example of that. I mean, that's what the, yes. text, that's what the that text the is saying. That's right. And because he's like, this. these are my plans. This yeah. is what I'm going to do. I hope to see you. And this is where I'm going to be. And, you know, some of them didn't quite work out. That's right. But he is almost acknowledging that. Yeah. And, and that's life. Understands God is still in charge and he's living it out in that yeah. way. Well, it's it's Proverbs 16, 9, right? The, the, in the heart, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Yeah. And so as we focus on how the Lord is going to work through action, but but gives us the opportunity to meditate on him, trust on him, and and be intentional and seek seek movement, seek progress that, that glorifies him. And in that, there's faith. Try this door, try this yeah. door, see if that door... And seeking I don't counsel, know. too. I mean, like the Absolutely. story you gave. I mean, Absolutely. that's another way of doing yeah. it, is coming to other, you know, stronger believers and say, okay, here's my struggle. Yeah. You know, where am I with this? What? And I think we have to then guard, and I, I'm assuming that's what Paul did that, but we have to guard that when our plans or our, what we thought would happen, even in good faith, so we've spent that time in prayer, we've sought counsel, we've, you know, to the best of our ability, this is the way walking in it. We go through it, and all of a sudden, boom, you end up in prison. Mm. Like, Paul, mm -hmm. like, 
we have to guard against being disillusioned with God, being mad with God. And I, you know, I thought, I thought I was serving you. I thought this is what you wanted me to do. And now, you know, here I am. And we heard a, a really powerful testimony last week uh, at a conference that uh, um, a few of us had attended from Andrew Brunson a number of years ago. He was the missionary in Turkey hmm. who ended up in prison and um, through really some miraculous things, he was released um, unexpectedly. But um, that's what he struggled with. You know, here he was given his life. He thought that's what God wanted him to do. And then he's falsely charged, he ends up in prison. And they're, they're going to throw the book at him. I mean, 35 years in prison and, you know, kiss it goodbye. And he said, I, I broke. He, he, he broke. I mean, he, he questioned whether there even was God. Hmm. You're in solitary confinement in a cell and you just wonder, this is not the way the script was supposed to be written. And, and God met him and spoke to him and, 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 you know, it all turned out well, but suffering, hmm. we don't think when we find ourselves in suffering, that can't be the will of God, hmm. right? Because we got this mindset that health, wealth, and prosperity, not, not that we have that mindset mm -hmm. here at Fellowship Bible Church, but right. it certainly is it, propagated. Yeah. And there's certain aspects where I'm owed yep. a blessings in this life. That's so true. That's when you're looking, mm -hmm. you know, this passage that we're talking about is looking to the future. What are my future plans? But I find that there's many Christians that look to the past and they see where they were blessed and like, oh, the Lord was in that. Mm. You know, that, that was just the Lord that allowed me to, or this and such and such to happen. And it's typically around some sort of good thing, positive, positive thing. blessing that, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I got a raise or, I, you know, I got the health report. Oh, God was in that. Well, what happens? Where are we acknowledging God, yeah. especially looking to the past or where we currently are in our situation of the Lord is in this, yeah. the Lord is willing this, and I'm going to walk through him or through this with him yeah. and not just looking at the blessings. Right. And that's ultimately this uh, Andrew Brunson. That's w where he was going with his message to mm -hmm. the to the church, to, to believers, is that, look, we've got some potentially perilous times sure. uh, facing us in this country even, and uh, we need to pre be well prepared in terms of our walk and relationship with God and our knowledge of God to understand these things ahead of time so that we're not broadsided by things that happen. Mm -hmm. And we had these plans. I'm going to yeah. head to Spain and I'm going to come to Rome. And, and it wasn't quite exactly how Paul wanted yeah. or thought it would happen. Yep. I remember when I first kind of came across <laughs> the prosperity gospel and I, I came across it probably sooner than I was able to realize I was coming across it. But I, I remember thinking, why, why would people want to believe that? Why would, why would this be so easily spreading throughout a church? And then you listen to it and you're like, well, that's why. It mm. trends very well, mm -hmm. feels very yeah. good. And, and you just realize what God promises for us is not, is yeah. not Songs that. are written about it. Sermons yeah. are given about it. You know, it's just this concept of looking what's best for me. God wants me to have the mm -hmm. best, yeah. you know, and, and it combine that with our American culture and society and pull up our bootstraps and just go do it. And there's elements that yeah, you're, mm. it's only half of what God has. For that's us. right, and it's interesting. I went to that James passage and kind of camped there. Sure, uh, but that—that's chapter four of James. He kicked off his epistle in chapter one about count it all joy when you go mm. through these, mm -hmm. because it's you know it's the testing of our faith that produces that patient endurance and the perfection of our faith. So 
James set that up early, earlier in the epistle. Uh, um, we, we we can't for, forget that. And, and I he's love writing when the the young churches spread, yeah. and, and some stonings were taking place, and like, what in the world are we going to do? And yeah. it's not, hey, by the way, if trials come your way, yeah. here's something to think about. Now, when they come, yeah. here's how to consider them. And, and it doesn't mitigate the opportunity to plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, again, he's not saying we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something... I think related to being in the image of God, the, the, you know, in terms of an ability to think through and 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 plan and strategically uh, consider mm. wh- what we should be doing. James nor Paul was against. Uh, I'm going to go to such and such a city and stay for a year and conduct business and make a profit. He wasn't saying don't do that. He just saying guard against presumptuous planning mm-hmm. about. Where is God in the whole thing? Say, if the Lord wills, we're going to do this. And if the Lord wills, um, great. Right. If mm-hmm. the Lord doesn't will, well, he's sovereign. He'll, he'll, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's growth for any of us in this kind of world. Just like a couple weeks ago when John Morrison was sharing about peace, you know, <laughs> he, he shared how Diane didn't, his wife didn't like conflict, you know, but there's mm-hmm. an element to where God is calling us to have that a little just rubbing iron, sharpening iron to still glorify him. And then there's an element of calling peace. Here, with planning, my personality is to be a planner. So do I need to sit back and rest and wait? And Lord, does he need to teach me something in that? On the opposite, there could be somebody who is is just, I'm just going to sit and wait and rest and not yeah. be planning enough. Is right. there growth that needs to be made in understanding more fully of who God is and what his sovereignty over our life is with our personalities of how he's made us to be mm-hmm. either a planner or not a planner. You wouldn't think that that's a spiritual topic. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are talking about yeah. planning in a sense of how it relates to God's plan. That's a very earthy topic. Yeah, sure. But it, it factors in. It's, it's again, where, and I kind of had mentioned, it's where God's plan intersects with my planning, and that's real life. Mm-hmm. Now, he ended that section uh, in, in chapter 15 with a prayer. Right. So certainly we have to bathe what we're planning and thinking about, and he actually elicits the prayers of other people. Hey, wrestle, agonizomai, agonize with me over this. So, um, yeah, there's there's a real place for and for engaging uh, with each other um, together to pray that God's will will be done, not to sanctify our plans, but that his will yeah. will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and when we're doing that as a local church, our plans intersect, and we can experience the love of God together in the family, and we, we experience the one another's in the overflowing. Koinonia. It's, it's not this personal, yeah. go out and find my plan, and I'm comparing my plan to everybody else's plan, and but it God wants us in each other's plan, and, and we we are all in a mission field together, and so yeah. it's just cool yeah. to really put that in perspective. And that was a, another key point. I didn't emphasize it maybe as much. I mainly focused on this idea of planning, but that was the other key point as he used that word koinonia, mm-hmm. and he did it in the context of giving this gift, this contribution, which is the word koinonia, this fellowship, this partnership with the Gentile believers of Macedonia and Achaia, with the believers, the Jewish believers in Jerusalem who were in great need. The point being um, that uh, we we need to see ourselves in light of the unity of the body of Christ. So Paul was willing to suspend his plan to go to Spain. And, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm fully confident that if Paul would have 
been focused on his strategic plan, he would have gotten Titus or somebody to send that gift to Drew because he had a plan. But he he suspended his strategic plan to minister to the needs of the body of Christ. And he did it for the purpose of unity, mm. as I brought out, this, this ethnic diversity and division, really, that was in the early church. And Paul was trying to make a point. Mm. He cared for the unity of the body, for the fellowship of the saints, mm. even to suspend his plans to go to Jerusalem mm. and put himself in danger uh, so that he could give that gift and help solidify yeah. the oneness of the body. So that sense of unity and oneness is we can't miss it. And it's recognizing Paul is recognizing that he is not it's not his to give. It's he is the Lord's vessel. That's and right. to recognize that, okay, I have what I think my plans are, but if God is leading me this direction, I better go there and do it. You know, the contrast of Paul versus Jonah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> of, of that kind good, of good, planning yeah, good contrast component yeah. of of I'm gonna go where I want to go, not where God wants me to go. Paul yeah. is sensitive to the spirit yeah. that would lead him to that. Yeah. So there's that sensitivity, I think, that you can see from Paul of that model, that example. Yeah. And and the seems like the overarching principle that guard that guided Paul in that decision making was not what's best for me, but what's best for the body. Right. So decision making mm-hmm. we, we, we is you, you you gotta run it through a certain grid. Why do I want to do what I want to do? Mm. Why am I making these plans? Why am I taking that job or taking going here or doing that or whatever? Is it for my benefit, or, or mm. is there a broader purpose? And Paul did, did have this, this body life focus. Now, and I tried to clarify that, but certainly God is not a killjoy. And he's given sure. us all things rich to yeah. enjoy, and he yeah. wants us to take care of ourselves. He, I mean, he wants us to get away and, and refresh Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. Let's come away and uh, and it's not a it's not a prosperity gospel, but it is a providing one. And you look at Matthew six thirty three, and it says, "Seek first the kingdom of God, and these things will be added to you." Context being food, water, and shelter. Yeah. And so when we really put that in perspective and understand, okay, what does it mean to seek first? And it, we all know what it feels like to seek it second, third, and fourth. Mm-hmm. But to really prioritize, okay, what does God's kingdom have to do yeah. with this? Yeah. And to to your point earlier, where We all fall victim of that of, oh, wow, I look back on that and I could really tell the Lord was at work there. Okay, so was he not at work (laughs) during the other other times, right? The low times, oh, he he dipped out and he came back in and no. So it's all, you know, part of the process and it just, it really quantifies and qualifies sanctification a little bit Mm -hmm. because God is working. Yeah, and this idea of planning is fascinating. There is a question that was asked of me to track you down, Mark, and ask, you mentioned in your sermon that the text seems to just ooze prayer. Uh, and and yet the person who asked this question said, I'm reading this through and I see, I see oh, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go to Macedonia, Achaia, you know, Jerusalem. That glazes right over my head, this person says. You know, how did, how did the passage jump out at you to then draw our attention to planning in this idea of, you know, God's will and his sovereignty as opposed to prayer? you said that you know you could have mm-hmm. gone that direction. Mm-hmm. So what in the text here stands out that we were able to then go to James and and really pursue this topic of mm-hmm. planning and looking at the Lord's will? Clearly, well, clearly I was led planned. by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, clearly, <laughs> clearly he planned the sermon. Did you pray over it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it could have gone, obviously, either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I 
I guess I saw the four things. What was Paul's mission? You know, mm -hmm. proclaim the gospel where the gospel had not been proclaimed before. He, then he, the second part was his long range plan, and then he had a short range plan, and then there was his prayer a after that. I, I sense that the the bulk of that paragraph, that passage, was on the planning part. Mm -hmm. um, not that the prayer was an afterthought, but it was a prayer that was overlaid mm -hmm. in the the other part. Mm -hmm. So or under or undergirded it. Um, so it, it seemed like, and and this is not a didactic passage. I mean, it, it was it's a closing. Paul is not. It, it was. He, it didn't begin by. Here's how I want you to plan. Exactly. Here's how you should live. Which is why I went to the James passage, mm. because that did. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was very um, instrumental, especially in our American culture, um, and in a day and age where um, I, I think, I, in the last year and a half of a pandemic, where a lot of plans have been foiled, and we, we're seeing, even among the Christian believing community, a lot of angst, a lot of struggle with, uh, you know, we haven't been able to travel or see our grandkids or do what we wanted. To. I, man, I've heard a lot of people say our, our plans have been suspended. Mm. I just talked with someone today mm. who for the last two years have not done this, this, this thing that they've been wanting to do uh, because uh, of mm. the, the COVID. And and so I think there is some, like I said, some real angst, some real frustration. Maybe there's, we're we're, we're tired of this pandemic. We're tired of this, and we're we're making our plans, type of thing. Um, okay, if the Lord wills. I mean, so I, it just yeah. seemed like yeah. mm -hmm. a good focus in the in the relevant to relevant to yeah, our. Uh, it's yeah. great. All right, so riddle me this, gentlemen. We got one more chapter of Romans, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And it's full of greetings. Mm -hmm. What What is the forecast for the next few weeks of fellowship, and how does that enter into everything we're trying to do with missions and and thereafter? It's a good question. I'll start. And maybe we don't know yet. No, but. no. I think there is there is a game plan. Uh, okay. Next week, Mark is going to wrap up Romans. You yeah. know, essentially cover all of sixteen. Okay. Then the following week is going to be the the kickoff week to global church week, mm -hmm. you know, where it's going to, um, we'll bring up all the visitors on stage, but we're also going to hear from um, our missions pastor, Scott McManable, mm -hmm. and, and hear a little bit about their heart of where God has been leading our missions team over these last months and years, um, and then why we do what we do. Um, and and then the following week, Mark, you can elaborate, but we're going to have a guest speaker. So um, uh, all yes. these next okay. That's right. three weeks, um, it's going to be a little bit change up, but we're going to get a chance to celebrate Romans. Mm -hmm. This coming week, because it will be kind of the last weekend of unpacking verse by verse yeah. the book of Romans. Did you say we're, we're going to be able to celebrate the ending of Mark? In a positive way. Done. <laughs> you know, I was talking to somebody down the hall here <laughs> to be unnamed. It's like, man, I don't know what to say of what I learned from Romans. It's been three whole years. I'm like, okay, it's not three years, <laughs> you know, but people are going to yeah. feel that. But yeah, I'll challenge the audience right now. You know, what is one. What is the key takeaway mm -hmm. that you've gleaned from the book of Romans? Hope it's more than one. But um, our worship team is going to challenge us in the singing time and in the worship time, and maybe you will too, Mark. But you know, what have we taken away yeah. from, from Romans? And, and it'll be keeping, 
uh, over the next weeks, it, it still will be the this big overarching theme of overflow. Yep. So as you go look at chapter 16, it's his closing um, uh, greetings to the church, the personal greetings, and you know he gives this list of names and stuff like that. Um, that there's a tie-in with this mm. uh, whole message of overflow. I mean, these are real people with real concerns. He's been he's not been writing to nameless and faceless uh, some entity. It's it's real people with real needs um, who um, he wants to see the overflow of the Holy Spirit in, in their life. He wrote an epistle because he loved and cared for these people. And there's a global connection because the closing mm -hmm. uh, benediction um, talks about uh, uh, this, this message that has been, it says in verse 26, that has been made known to all the nations leading to the obedience of faith. Uh, going to Spain, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, um, a smell of global church to this thing. Paul thought that way, even in the early church. Uh, you would think of, of any time or that you would just think kind of parochial and, and locality. It would be there, you know, you didn't have access to social media and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, but Paul thought big. Mm -hmm. And the, the nations of the world. Why? Because Jesus thought big. God thought big. He loved the world. So he gave a son. So that will lead us into this, this overflow of, of Christ in us to a global church. And we'll highlight some of those things as people will come. They'll be on the stage. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get a picture of that, uh, that first week of our missions uh, week. And then we'll transition to that overflow in our own personal lives, beyond our four walls, into our local community, beyond just believers around us, uh, but beyond so just believers who don't us. know the that's Lord. right. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, four weeks on on evangelism and 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 that type of thing. So the overflow into our uh, unsaved. And it's community. great because our fellowship family podcast, uh, we've been emphasizing that progression of these audiences. How overflow it starts in the home. And then it goes into our own community and our own church, you know, whether it be community groups or one another's, you know, within the body here at Fellowship. Then we'll talk about and interact and have some testimonies from some of the global mm -hmm. church participants and and uh, pastors and leaders. And then we will move into the others in the mm -hmm. community. So the sermon series and where we're going with the focus is right in line yeah. with with all that. So hopefully you guys are catching the story and yeah. catch this wave. And the, again, the amazing thing is that Romans 15 and 16 fit right into that. Yep. Mm -hmm. His concern for the Roman church, for Spain, but the, his believing community in Jerusalem and these personal friendships. Um, yeah. That's, um, Scott and Jim have been writing like this to them yeah, to figure out who yeah. can get here, which is just really cool. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, that's awesome. Thank you guys for being here. As a reminder, you can find us all over the place. Google Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up. Podcast feeds everywhere. You can also find all this info and, and more at fbcva.life. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Oh, and by the way, I'm a new grandfather as of last Yay. night. Mark Carey want... is a not new, a new number uh, 10. Uh, number 10, and Lisa Williams no. also is a new grandma. Grandbabies everywhere. And on staff, so, you know, Congratulations. Anyway, we're be fruitful, multiply, we're propagating the next generation. <laughs> Dennis McNutt became a grandfather he did. not long That's ago. That's true. So, That's true. Anyway. Until next week, much love, God bless.